0: And we are going to be discussing all things chills, thrills, and kills. Kate and I are going to be talking about our favorite books, TV shows, and movies that are in the thriller or crime fiction genre, as well as some reading habits and other items related to how we met on Bookstagram um, that will fit in with this podcast. So thank you so much for joining us, and we hope that you have fun and get totally terrified. This might be your current read actually might be applicable to this because I was thinking Ooh, today. Nice. Um, I keep having like weird dreams about mm. like life and books and like random, <laughs> like the most like random shit. But, yeah. um, I want to know if there's a book that you've read that you would like to see them either have a sequel to or a spin off or like an expansion mm. of the universe. Like, what Mm. book
1: would it be? Ooh, that's a good question. I mean, yeah, so I'm reading The Hunger Games right now. And so that kind of actually just recently happened since she did, like, add to the prequel. But other interesting concept here is Mm -hmm. I don't, she she has, Suzanne Collins has said, like, I write something when I have something new to say. And if I don't, I'm not just going to, like write another book and Um, i kind of understand it now that i'm actually reading them and i've seen the prequel here recently i'm like it is a complete story so like while i am tempted i am like there's really not like tons that would need to be expanded upon so what would i want to see extended oh what would be something you know what i think the paradox hotel the The trippy um time travel sci-fi novel I've talked about because it was such an intriguing concept. Yeah. Um, and I feel like he could extend the like, like the gist of it is a um, a time agent, like a time FBI agent knows of a death before it happens because of weird time warp and so she's trying to figure out what's happening before that happens so where that all takes place and the fact that she's like a time agent i think we could continue her story and have some like really interesting other time traveling sci-fi agent stories
0: <laughs> i like that like so it. that's my answer Mine's Gone Girl. Ooh. I have an entire vision of, like, (laughs) not to get all meta on everyone, but everybody has a (laughs) podcast these days. So I would love to see if, like, a true crime podcaster or, like, an internet sleuth, like, armchair detective kind of character was, like, Mm -hmm. I want to look into, like, this weird thing that happened with Amy and Nick Dunn. And all Ooh. of the wild crazy from Gone Girl. So, like, I just picture, like, because Gillian Flynn's such an, like, amazing storyteller. Mm-hmm. Like, her doing, like, America's obsession with true crime. Which, like, she kind of touched on in Gone Girl. But, like, yeah. now that it's, like, really crazy. Like, mm-hmm. doing something with, like, a podcast element with true crime. And, like, somebody being, like, a little too much of a nosy Nelly. Yeah. And maybe having, like, Nick disappear and have people Ooh. be like holy shit like did fucking amy finally like kill him or like <gasps> are they still together are they divorced like what how fucked up is their relationship now yeah. over 10 years later
1: yeah that would be
0: really cool imagine if she like announces her book tomorrow I was, and like that's what it is
1: <laughs> i was gonna say that would be that would be wild or like she dms you and she was like how did you find out about
0: this who told (laughs) you and then i disappear
1: (laughs) (laughs) and then i do have to come figure out where you are like i love
0: her but like i love her to death but like i would be terrified to like have any knowledge about anything Mm -hmm. with her because like she will i think she would cut a bitch i think so and she would know where to hide my body and she would know Mm -hmm. to be like he met someone on grinder and just is gone forever (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like don't know what happened yeah. <laughs> like which guy was it
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh well, here are all these ideas for her in case she listens to our podcast if
0: Gillian Flynn ever listened to our podcast I would just be like rap. it's a wrap like right. it's a like, what you else know? like we're not there? gonna top yeah we're not gonna top this
1: no not so, at all
0: like we're gonna retire and just yeah. be like friends with Gillian Flynn yes and that's that yeah (laughs) Um, you had
1: a good idea for a topic
0: mm -hmm. I I, I feel like I don't even know if we did this last year because I have the memory Mm. of a goldfish but (laughs) I feel like it's very common for you and I to talk about how much we love debut authors because Mm -hmm. like it's very exciting to be like is this going to be like somebody who I enjoy is this going to be like something I don't like or is this going to be yeah. like a debut author that gives me that like you're an immediate auto buy for me right so in every single year it's like mm-hmm. 2023 was the best year in books Then, like you see what's coming out in 2024 so you're like holy fuck yeah um yeah. so I thought it'd be fun for us to discuss debut thrillers
1: mm-hmm.
0: that are coming out in 2024 from debut authors Uh, debut everywhere debuts (laughs) the debuts of 2024 yeah debut everything
1: yeah I was excited because at first I was like because you don't like for me like I don't always know if an author's a debut author when I like add it to my TBR yeah so I was like I hope I have enough and then I did so it was kind of fun to see that there really were that many already that I'm excited for
0: yeah I'm super pumped I'm super pumped. Yeah. All
1: right. Who shall go first?
0: You can go first. Okay. Cuz I'm pretty sure so, I stole one of yours.
1: Yeah, maybe. We'll mm-hmm. see. I I did realize there were two that we had talked about. Um, so we'll see. Yeah. But I the crazy timing of this all was that this author commented on one of my posts yesterday. And so I like literally added this to my TBR yesterday and it come, it's from a debut author in 2024. It's called Society of the Lies by Lauren Ling Brown and the cover, obsessed. So obsessed, I couldn't even get to the synopsis first. Oh my God. Um, <laughs> but the synopsis is when a young woman is found dead on her college campus, her sister doesn't believe it was an accident and her search for answers leads her closer to home than she ever would have imagined. In this thrilling debut novel from an exciting new talent. Maya can't wait to return to Princeton for reunions. It's been a decade since she graduated, but she is looking forward to seeing old faces and reminiscing about her college days. And this year is even more special because her little sister Naomi is graduating. But what should have been a dream weekend becomes Maya's worst nightmare when she gets a call no one ever wants. Naomi is dead. The police are saying it's an accident, but Maya suspects there's more to the story than they are letting on. As Maya pieces together the months leading up to her sister's death, she starts to realize how much Naomi hid from her. Naomi had joined Sterling Club, the most exclusive social club on campus, the same one Maya belonged to, despite Maya's warnings. And if she had to guess, she'd say Naomi was also tapped for the secret society within it. The more Maya uncovers, the more terrified she becomes that Naomi's decision to follow in her footsteps might have been what got her killed. Because Maya's time at Princeton wasn't as wonderful as she always pretended it was. After all, her sister wasn't the first young woman to turn up dead. Now every clue is leading Maya back to the past and to the secrets she's kept all these years. Dun, dun, dun. Dark academia and
0: like... Secret amateur society.
1: sleuthing yeah oh my god here for
0: it uh, all right i'm not gonna tell any of mine i'm just gonna sit back and listen to yours so everybody enjoy I, this wasn't episode that,
1: i'm i was like so excited i was like this has ever so many things we love i love like societies or like culty stuff and dark dark academia
0: i love the cover
1: the cover so cool
0: And I'm really curious to read this now because I don't know if you like zoomed in like a psycho, like I did, but like this is the cover for everybody. Um, but if you zoom in, there's something different going on in each window,
1: each room. It's so cool.
0: Me, oh my god, that's gorgeous! I can't wait to hold that in my hands. I know. Wow, so cool.
1: I'm like hyper fixated on this book, and it comes out in August.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I don't blame you. Um Damn. Well, 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 well. well. <laughs> Speaking of Dark Academia, yes. Um, <clears throat> my first pick is one that you recommended to me.
1: <laughs> nice,
0: <laughs> but I just can't help myself. Like I feel like just, I very say often it. say, "I want the viewers to know the listeners." Mm-hmm. To know that I very often say, I thought of this book, but I didn't want to steal it from you. But mm-hmm. like, this is like my villain moment where I was like, I thought of this book and I was like, I have to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> just just do it. <laughs> it's called Everyone Who Can Forgive Me Is Dead by Jenny Hollander. You told me about it. So I did.
1: Yes. Because I sent you, <laughs> I thought, I don't know, who knows? I thought you sent that back to me when I sent you another one we'll have to look just so we know.
0: Yeah. Okay. Well, oh my God, that's crazy. But um, I didn't have it on. I, okay. Then somebody recommended this to me and I thought it was you because yeah. I thought your pitch was that mm-hmm. it's compared to Jessica Noel and luckiest girl alive.
1: So I am remembering because I have that one on here. So I did send you this first one and you sent me that one back. So it's yours. I mean, I want to read it, but
0: it's yours. Oh <laughs> uh, wait.
1: So I'll say the one after this that started yours, the conversation.
0: Yes, yours. The one that you recommended had to do mm-hmm. with a character who had previously battled an eating disorder. Correct.
1: Yes. Yep. Okay.
0: Okay. Yep. Well, I don't know who put this on my radar then, but I don't know. But when when you sent it to me, I was like, this sounds amazing. So. Oh my god, that's so funny. Mm-hmm. Um. Well. The book is um, about Charlie Colbert. Um, Nine years ago, with the world's eyes on her, Charlie fled. The press and the police called Charlie a witness to the nightmarish events at her elite graduate school on Christmas Eve, events known to the public as Scarlet Christmas, though Charlie knows she was much more than that. Now, Charlie has meticulously rebuilt her life. She's the editor-in-chief of a major magazine, engaged to the golden child of the publishing industry, and hell-bent on never, ever letting her guard down again. But when a buzzy film made by one of Charlie's former classmates threatened to shatter everything she's worked for, Charlie realizes how much she's changed in nine years. Now, she's not going to let anything, not even the people she once loved most, get in her way.
1: That sounds so oh. good and the title is so cool like what a fucking amazing title
0: what a title what a cover and like yes. scarlet christmas are you kidding me like a massacre yeah. in the snow at a school like I just, <laughs> yes i'm ready for you, like, it like
1: sign me up <laughs> sign me
0: all the way up I sign don't... me up like you guys like take an organ i don't care like i think my kidneys <laughs> are kind of like on the fritz but we can have a kidney if you want <laughs> <laughs> the shelf Here's life bottom's not great but whatever <laughs> oh my gosh that is funny mm. yep i had a kidney stone yeah. last week that everybody so if if you are like why, <laughs> like why so you
1: can why is kate laughing so hard about it why kidneys? is
0: kate laughing so hard and also like why did garrett like disappear a couple of times in the past month it's because like i was on vacation and she was like i'm gonna do a solo and then i oh, was yeah. like um fuck yeah like week of thanksgiving is gonna be so easy like we'll record <laughs> on a different day like i was all prepped yes. and ready and then mm-hmm. i i got my first kidney stone and it was a nightmare and a half oh, so naturally if you are looking to traffic me for organ harvesting <laughs> wrong boy
1: <laughs> you're not the you're not the best version i'm not at
0: no 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 <laughs> no well
1: now you're safe from that yeah, stay You've announced it.
0: I also love love a Blight. So if you're looking for my lungs, those <laughs> the, my kidneys and my lungs ain't great. So <laughs> just don't safe, come for me. Yeah, just <laughs> leave me alone. Not gonna last very long at this rate anyway. Oh no. <laughs> I told my doctor I was like I quit smoke or quit smoking. Yeah, I wish I quit drinking
1: uh-huh. in April
0: of 2022, and mm-hmm. I have been to him because I had COVID. I had vertigo, and now yeah. I had a kidney stone. And I was like, should I just You're pick right. the bottle back up? <laughs> should sober gear just be like, done so? And he like hey, was started that laughing.
1: Better?
0: <laughs> yeah, I was like, was the tequila like... Yes. Just warding everything off?
1: Maybe it was. Maybe tequila's Maybe. the
0: answer. But now I'm not hungover. I don't have hangovers. Yeah. So yeah. I can read There's more. that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah.
1: which is what we always need more of
0: yeah so jenny hollander
1: Mm-hmm. and then the one that actually got our conversation started uh-huh. was another one that i saw compared to luckiest girl alive um and it's called since she's been gone by sagitt schwartz losing her mother to a hit and run at age 15 through beatrice beans bennett's life into turmoil bereft she developed a life threatening eating disorder and went through a challenging recovery process, which paved the way for her work as a clinical psychologist decades later. When a new patient arrives at her office and insists that beans mother is still alive and in danger beans is forced to revisit her past in order to uncover the truth. She learns the patient is a member of a notorious family that owns a drug company, largely responsible for the national opioid epidemic And that her mother was once tangled in their web in a race against time and her mother's assailants, while once again facing the disorder she thought she'd put behind her, Beans discovers that like herself, her mother had a devastating secret. So many secrets.
0: (laughs) We love secrets, though. We
1: love secrets. They're fun. I mean, these ones don't sound fun,
0: but no, but the story will be thrilling. they will keep for a fast-paced book. Yeah that sounds really good
1: yeah I'm excited for that
0: um but speaking of how much I love you
1: (laughs) well nice this
0: book I found myself and I am so proud of myself for finding it because it literally sounds like something that you would recommend to me and it also sounds like a book that you had recently talked about (gasps) by Elmar
1: yeah the alone Um,
0: time yeah um. Nice. so my next pick is called When She Was Me by Marley Bush is that one of yours
1: no I thought oh. this was another book It it's a very similar title but no it okay. wasn't from a debut author so I wouldn't have included it <laughs>
0: so I'm just gonna say right now I hope I don't offend any authors if you do hear your name on this podcast because what I do is when I like find the book I look up their Amazon page and if there's nothing else Mm -hmm. on Amazon that I can buy from them I assume that they're a debut author
1: yeah yeah
0: so sorry if I am wrong but
1: Good disclaimer.
0: Go. But you're still included, so
1: yes, right. Just be um, happy.
0: Yeah, Jesus. <laughs> um, so when she was me, says there's only one way out of these woods. Dot dot dot. Ever since that night, twin sisters Cassie and Lenora have been inseparable. As the sole permanent residents of Cabin Two, their refuge on an isolated Tennessee campground, they managed to stay away from prying eyes, probing questions, and true crime junkies. Just the two of them, Cassie and Lenora, against the world. The peace and quiet is almost enough to make them forget what happened all those years ago. Until a teenage girl camping at the neighboring camp goes missing and the memories come rushing back. As the crime becomes ever more recognizable, they know better than anyone that so-called happy families can be anything but. Each sister suspects the other knows more than she's letting on. Trapped in the isolating, claustrophobic wilderness, Cassie and Lenora must piece together the truth of what happened and the sinister truth lurking in their own pasts before it's too late.
1: That sounds so good, and it does sound like a really good comp to the alone time.
0: It just sounds like something that you would put on my radar, and... I'm just so proud of myself for finding it.
1: <laughs> I know, and the cover is so cool. The cover's cool, like yeah. It's a very different vibe, and I like it.
0: Yeah, yeah, and it's like wildernessy, true. so it might be yeah. like actiony and like I'm yes. not a wilderness person. So I'm not a wilderness
1: to... person. I'm a wilderness reader.
0: I'm not a wilderness reader. Like you well, are like really Hunger wilderness. Games action spy. Like <laughs> you can travel the globe, and like yes. I prefer like campus campuses college campuses yeah like when people are like oh I was in the woods and I saw like a sparrow and like blah 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 I'm like what the fuck am I doing in the woods
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah you're not gonna catch me in the woods in person
0: (laughs) fuck (laughs) now no me reading a wilderness thriller is like comparable to me reading sci-fi because I just can't picture myself
1: yeah I think Hunger Games is the most wilderness-y, though, now that I think about it. Like, I do read action-y stuff, but I'm not typically, like... Like, um, Midnight is the Darkest Hour and Where the Crawdads Sing were, like, the most nature-forward books I've read in a while.
0: There's one called The Marsh King's Daughter. Ooh. By Dion. Something. I read this years and years ago when it first came out, but they just turned it into a movie.
1: Ooh, and I believe she's like the daughter of like a notorious
0: serial killer, and like she lives out in the marsh by herself, and that was kind of wildernessy. But I really enjoyed it.
1: Ooh, I I saw the um like poster when I went to when I went to see Saltburn. Oh my gosh! If anyone has seen Saltburn, please DM me because I can't talk
0: to anyone about it.
1: nobody in my life has seen it so hit me up if you have thoughts
0: i've just read things on twitter from thirsty gay men
1: well there's plenty to read
0: but nobody said if jacob Ballorty was a little nudie booty in it do you want to know i want to know if he's naked
1: no i really thought we
0: would get like a bot yeah I mean, his butt's all over Euphoria, like his—that's <laughs> that's true, like everywhere true. in that show. But,
1: but yeah, oh I was expecting God. it to be a little more. It's not that it's not sexually explicit. It's just like there's also not like there's not a ton of nudity. There's not much nudity.
0: It's it's really interesting too because when they first announced this movie, like I read mm-hmm. on Twitter, like Jacob Elordi and another actor had signed on to do this. Like, yeah gay thriller mm-hmm. that's comparable to like the talented Mr. Ripley and yes. they said like it was going to be very graphic like it was going to be like it's euphoria. graphic
1: but I can't explain okay. why without oh, you'll God. know when you, oh it's terrible it's terrible so like I just and wish is.
0: everything was streaming again because like I know my closest movie theater is over an hour away and I know like my movie partner that I take to the movies is usually like my mom like she's like my ride or die like movie partner but like I just don't think that's the one
1: it is a it is graphic without tons of nudity that's what's wild and then there is full frontal oh for an extended time but it's not Jacob Elordi so that's all I can say without giving things away but it, I, there's so much to talk about, <laughs> and no one has seen it. So oh my God. I have all these thoughts just bubbling in my mind.
0: Yeah, I mean, people all over. Just build a Twitter, dude.
1: Yeah, I know. And then like, well, yeah, and I saw there's like, sometimes there are some people on TikTok that will like say something and then they'll be like, and I'm going to get into spoilers. So just scroll now. So I was like, I could if I wanted to, but I do want to do Um, we need to do an episode on Books basically the books if you liked Saltburn as oh point. okay. So we'll have to do that when you see it. Okay. But actually, a trailer that I saw mm-hmm. um at the movies recently transitions me into a debut author who has a book coming out um what? in January. I just got scared that it wasn't in 2024. <laughs> I was like oh no I totally messed up um no it comes out in January of 2024 but a lot of people may have heard of it for some several different reasons it's Argyle by Ellie Conway so there's kind of like mystery around who the author is because there are no like specific details about her and she's a debut and some of you might have heard about this back when like people all of a sudden thought it was taylor swift writing a novel so that was one thing that like brought it into the spotlight okay and there's a movie being made from this series called argyle um that comes out in 2024 as well but in interviews with like the director and the author who like we have no pictures no one knows who she is but the director said the movie is the third book in this series So there's like all this weirdness going around where it's like, how is that the third book in the series if the first one hasn't even come out? So there's all this lore around Argyle that like is so strange and interesting and fascinating, but I want to watch the movie and I want to read this book. So what we know about the book (laughs) is um, a luxury train speeding towards Moscow and a date with destiny. A CIA plane downed in the jungles of the Golden Triangle. A Nazi horde entombed in the remote mountains of southwest Poland. A missing treasure, the eighth wonder of the world, lost for seven decades. One Russian magnate's dream of restoring a nation to greatness has set in motion a chain of events which will take the world to the brink of chaos. Only Francis Coffey, the CIA's most legendary spy master, can prevent it. But to do so, she needs someone special. Enter Argyle, a troubled agent with a tarnished past who may just have the skills to take on one of the most powerful men in the world. If only he can save himself first. So who even knows what all is going to be happening in that book? Like so many things. The movie is this meta thing where you step out of the book that the author's writing and you like experience it through the author so I'm there's I'm just so intrigued by so many things here
0: yeah I googled Ellie Conway mm-hmm. and it looks like according to Google the two choices mm-hmm. are they think it's either Taylor Swift or J.K. Rowling
1: no <laughs> I had not seen the J.K. Rowling one that's terrible. <laughs> Well, hopefully it's not. I don't think it's Taylor I Swift so. either. I understand why people started to think so. There's a cat that looks just like her famous cat in the movie. And like Taylor started wearing a bunch of Argyle in the fall. And everyone was like, she wrote a novel. She's <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't like, so. want to
0: wear this water. She
1: was like, it's the fall. I'm looking ever more. I just happen to be wearing plaid guys or Argyle. <laughs>
0: So, oh my god! Swifties are fucking nuts, dude. Swifties like, are crazy. I
1: Swifties blew, totally convinced themselves that she wrote it. I was like, guys, I don't think that's what's
0: here. <laughs> and you're like, there's like a Russian spy in Moscow. I was like, ah, I don't know if yeah. this sounds like Taylor Swift.
1: I know, I know. I could yeah, see her writing like,
0: like a romantic comedy or like something mm-hmm. like Emily Henry. Like, if it was like that, yeah. I'd be like, oh, that could be like Taylor Swift, but like, right. I just don't if know if you watch the movie trailer you might
1: see why some people kind of could have thought so because the movie trailer is a little goofier because it's about the author of the book i still don't think it's her but if you watch the movie trailer you- you'll kind of understand how they got there yeah. the book sounds very different than the movie trailer which is also what's like this is just an enigma for me it's going to be a Let's- whole experience
0: you know as long as it's not like drugs or like killing people or like anything mm-hmm. like that's really bad like do you and like love what you love like I'm all about right. that but like I just know that there are a lot of Swifties out there oh yeah that will be like oh my god like there's the new like color car She's out and orange. like Taylor Swift's the one that built it because mm-hmm. she wore, like, it's an orange sweater three years point. ago to this date. And I'm like, you guys are fucking nuts. Like, it's like She's insane not in to not control the whole world. <laughs> I can't remember what I talked about on her podcast a month ago. Like, gun to my head. Yeah. And you guys are like, Taylor Swift wore orange three years ago on this date. I bet you something's gonna happen. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> but if it is Taylor Swift, that's really fucking cool.
1: Well, I mean, I will be shocked and I'll pull this clip and be like, I was wrong.
0: Okay, I have one nice it says this uh, this sounds so cool it's called swiped Mm -hmm. by l.m chilton swiped swiped like you're swiping right or left yep um and it says it's like if bridget jones were to be stuck in a scream movie whoa so i'm really excited for this one it says the mystifying world of online dating gets a terrifying clever and darkly hilarious twist in this unputdownable thriller Gwen Turner has made a bloody mess of her life. She recently broke up with the best man she's ever known for reasons she can't even admit to herself and quit a lucrative job to open up her own coffee shop. To top it all off, her best friend is getting married and leaving her behind in singlehood. Along with too much cheap wine and bad reality TV, Gwen turns to a dating app to fill, to fill the void in her life. Swiping through a few eligible bachelors left in town, she spends her evenings on one disastrous day after another. But when a string of murders suddenly occurs in her small coastal English city, she's shocked by the connection between each of the victims. They've all been on a date with her. Before she knows what's happening, Gwen, must, Gwen finds herself the main suspect in a serial killer's murderous spree. And the only way she can clear her name is to track down her former dates and unmask a killer before it's too late. That sounds so cool. That sounds so much fun, right? Like, yeah. I just love how it's like kind of a comedy in the sense Mm -hmm. of like it's not all these women are being murdered and like yeah they all look like you like I love how it's like she's went on a date with like a bunch of losers yes like all these (laughs) men are getting murdered and she's like okay like listen like the dating pool out Mm -hmm. there for anyone is rough like it's rough out there it is very rough out there but like for the dating pool to all of a sudden have like a knife stabbing all the fish in it? Like, mm-hmm. uh-uh. there's plenty of fish in the sea. No, there's not.
1: <laughs> not when they're getting stabbed.
0: They're all getting stabbed. So
1: <laughs> <laughs> this, this is our this is our upbeat positive episode.
0: <laughs> it's just like unlocking like the dark comedy that I look for in some killers, oh, yeah. but also kind of like my worst nightmare. Like, can you imagine being like an well you are an introvert but like you live with your husband but yes, like
1: do.
0: can you imagine just like being a single introvert like I want to hang out and like by myself and read books and watch tv and then have the mm-hmm. cops show up and be like this fucking dude was murdered and like you need an alibi and it's like I don't have an alibi because I don't like hanging out with you.
1: I don't I'm not around people. <laughs> I don't want to be around <laughs> people yes that would so. be
0: terrible Yeah, so it's it's it sounds really fun and the cover's yeah
1: yes oh i did that cover is really cool i love it i have another cool cover too and it is called original twin by paula gleason and this one is getting compared or perfect for fans of gillian flynn mary kubica and megan abbott like what what (laughs) right (laughs) so this one is about twin sisters may and june who couldn't be more different may is quiet self-conscious withdrawn june is boisterous beautiful magnetic and missing it's been a year since june disappeared a year of may waiting for her to turn up with an explanation of where she's been and why she left but with the discovery of an old newspaper article comes a secret their mother once vanished too on the same date when she was 19 years old just like june this was no coincidence june was investigating this buried family mystery and she left may a series of clues to pick up where she left off now if may wants to find june she'll have to retrace her footsteps through their mother's past the more answers she digs up the more questions may has and the biggest one of all when her sister's trail of breadcrumbs runs out what will she find
0: damn that sounds good
1: it sounds so cool and that house on the cover looks so creepy
0: The killer is the third sister named April. The what? The killer is the third sister named April.
1: (laughs) That's amazing. You literally like glitched out. So I missed that perfect timing of a joke.
0: (laughs) Um, That cover is amazing. That sounds so good. I'm buying it.
1: Yeah. Oh my god. I love it. It it looks kind of haunted.
0: I'm... Honestly like you've put so many thrillers on my radar in the past like few Mm. episodes that we've done that I'm like my like spiral into male male romance has like made (laughs) me feel like I'm like Amish. Like I have like Amish. no idea. Yeah, like I'm just like in my like own little like Amish world. Like I don't know yes. what's going on. And you're like, this movie's awesome. Like this movie's great. <laughs> oh, Check yeah. out all these thrillers. Like normally I'd be like on my A game when it comes to like what thrillers are coming out and like yeah. what I've heard of. But hot damn, You've had some good you ones
1: too though. Are doing the yeah, research. This one's cool. Yeah, I thrill. I live for the thrill of it. <laughs>
0: I feel, like, I feel like I'm feel like i like cheating a little bit because honestly a lot of the ones that are on my radar are on my radar uh-huh. because of like the publishers have reached out and been like do you want a copy of this? Oh yeah. I mean that's you know? a
1: per- that's what's happened to me on a couple of them too though. Yeah. In that galley.
0: Um, I have a YA1 Ooh nice. And it sounds right up my alley. Cover is sick. Cover is sick. Um, "Dead Girls Walking" by Sammy Ellis, S A M I. Um, it is a YA horror slasher that is comparable to Friday the Thirteenth. Um, nice. So, White Smoke Temple Baker knows that evil runs in her blood. Her father is the North Point Killer, an infamous serial killer known for how he marked each of his victims with a brand. He was convicted for murdering 20 people and was the talk of countless true crime blogs for years. Some say he possessed by a demon. Some say that they never found all of his victims. Some say even though he's behind bars now, people are still dying in the woods. Despite everything, though, Temple never believed that her dad killed her mom. But when he confesses to that crime while on death row, she has no choice but to return to his old hunting grounds to see if she can find a body and prove it. Turns out the farm that was once her father's hunting grounds and her home has been turned into an overnight camp for queer, horror-obsessed girls. So Temple poses as a camp counselor to go digging in the woods. While she's not used to hanging out with girls her own age and feels ambivalent at best to keep these true crime enthusiasts, She tries her best to fit in and keep her true identity hidden. When a girl turns up dead in the woods, she fears that one of her father's fans might be mimicking his crimes. As Temple tries to uncover the truth and keep the camper safe, she comes to realize that there may be something stranger and more sinister at work, and that her father might not have been the only monster in these woods.
1: Whoa. That has like so many elements of stuff that you would love.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And the cover's Plus, very cool. Cover's cool. She a looks like a bunch bat. of like <laughs> queer teenagers who love horror movies. Right. Comparisons to Friday the thirteenth, like serial killer yeah. papa. Sign me up.
1: Yeah. That one sounds very fun. You might have convinced yeah. me to read a another read it together. We should. Yeah. I'll go request it. Maybe I'll get it.
0: Me too. Bom, bom, well, bom.
1: I don't have a segue. <laughs> Could
0: you imagine?
1: know. <laughs> I'm like, I, w- I was no. like.
0: Yeah, there nope. was way too much <laughs> going on in that one. So if you had a segue, I'd be like, holy fuck, dude, we're we really on a right? roll tonight. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, I can't remember where I saw someone post about this one, but it comes out in April and it's called While We Were Burning by Sarah Coffee or Kofi. Um, it's K-O-F-F-I. After her best friend's mysterious death, Elizabeth Smith's picture-perfect life in the Memphis suburbs has spiraled out of control, so much so that she hires a personal assistant to keep her on track. <laughs> Composed and elegant, Brianna is exactly who she needs. She slides so neatly into Elizabeth's into Elizabeth's life, it's almost like she belonged there from the start and proves herself indispensable. Soon, the assistant Elizabeth hired to distract her from her obsession with her friend's death is the same person working with her to uncover the truth behind it, because Brianna has questions too. She wants to know why the police killed her young Black son, why someone in Elizabeth's neighborhood called the cops on him that day, who took that first step that stole her child away from her, and the only way she's ever going to be able to find out is to entwine herself deep into Elizabeth's life. Where the answers to her questions lie, as the two women hurdle towards an electrifying final showdown, and the lines between employer and friend blur, it becomes clear that neither of them is what they first appear. Damn! It's supposed to be
0: that like, sounds like
1: dramatic and heartbreaking, so it might be kind of bleak. It might be. It sounds really sad.
0: It yeah. sounds like it's going to be really sad, but I'm really into yeah. it. It sounds really good. It, yes. Um kind of reminds me of something that like celeste ing would write
1: yeah like little fryers, like the
0: dynamic right? yeah the dynamic mm-hmm. and you know um wow well, that sounds really good i yeah. added it to my i added it to my wish list so when it you edit good. this and you're like why is garrett on his phone every time i'm talking about book? oh it's
1: okay i'm, I'm not up.
0: i'm not as fancy as you so i like just like have to do <laughs> things on my phone but I I'm like adding basically everything you've you've talked about tonight to my wish list on Amazon.
1: Yeah, same.
0: Um, wow, that sounds incredible, incredible. Yeah. Um. Speaking of moms who will do anything for their babies, nice. I have one <laughs> probably <clears throat> probably gonna have to read during the day because it's like it involves one of my biggest fears Ooh. um but it's called night watching by tracy sierra um and let me see here okay um Ooh, that cover amazing right amazing mm-hmm. i think i have it that is very I cool it. i think i have it here somewhere um oh look It's a razor-sharp thriller about a mother forced to the breaking point when her life and the lives of her children are threatened by a home uh, intruder home alone with her young children during a blizzard. Mother tucks her son into bed in the middle of the night, hears a noise, and just assume that it's a noise because it's an older house. Um, Hmm. But the noise sound is disturbingly familiar. It's the tread of footsteps unusually heavy and slow coming up the stairs shrouded in the shadows. She sees the figure of a man appear down the hallway terrified. She quietly wakes her children and hustles them into the oldest part of the house, a tiny secret room concealed behind a wall there. They hide as the man searches for them, trying to tempt the children out with the promises and scare the mother into surrender In the suffocating darkness. The mother struggles to remain calm, to plan, to search for any opportunity to find a weapon or escape and get help. But then she catches another glimpse of him. The face, the voice, and at once she knows her situation is even more dire than she feared because she knows exactly who he is and exactly what he wants.
1: So what is your biggest fear? Being stuck in a blizzard and like
0: someone... Uh, Home invasion of any kind. Home invasion,
1: yes, yes. Home invasion,
0: like that is why, like no matter how long this podcast goes on, like I will constantly remind people of the time that I was reading... um um, Rachel Housel Hall's book about a stalker and the drunk guy tried to get into my house
1: yeah
0: so (laughs) not threatening whatsoever like I could have like easily kicked his ass and I am not like a tough person whatsoever but um (laughs) just like fucking terrifying like just terrifying yeah so a home invasion creepy especially now that I have a dog (laughs) like my baby yeah I know But yeah, it sounds really creepy, and this is the cover. It's so cool. cool. It's so cool.
1: I love the way they do Um, that.
0: Yeah, and Shari Lapina actually blurbed it on the front. She said it's nightmarish. You won't be able to look away. Creepy. Creeps. So yeah, it sounds really good, but I think that it's going to creep the shit out of me. I guess it is... (sighs) I don't know how comforting it is, but maybe it's like because she knows who it is and what he wants. Like my biggest fear is like not knowing why somebody's in my house.
1: (laughs) Right, right. But never want someone in your house that you didn't, you know, invite. I don't (laughs) want people in my house that
0: I do know. Let alone somebody right.
1: (laughs) Same. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh boy. Well, we have a year full of exciting debuts
0: Mm -hmm. ahead of us did you go through all yours
1: yeah I have
0: oh I have an honorable mention you
1: had extras yeah
0: I have one honorable mention because you brought this book to my radar Mm -hmm. um rabbit hole by Kate Brody yes and it's all I've thought about since we recorded the episode but I like immediately started following her on Instagram and she had shared something about her book on mm-hmm. her story, and I responded to it and was like, I can't wait to read this. It sounds so good. And she yeah. sent me a copy. <gasps> so, so, like, I have one. I'm ready to buddy read it with you. But it's also yeah. like, just like for somebody to be like, oh my God, this sounds so good. Like, most people are like, thanks. Like, can't, like, hope you yes. enjoy it. Can't wait to hear what you think, or you know, like, whatever. Yeah. But she was like, if you want a copy, like, let me know and I will send you one. So I thought yeah. that was like super sweet of her and really cool. Yes. So I wanted to mention that I am very excited for Rabbit Hole by Kate Brody, but I did not want to be um monotonous. So you guys oh, should check that yeah.
1: out. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like a, how you can get sucked into Reddit and get obsessed with theories is like the quick refresher
0: yeah and it says it's like something about being like voyeuristic internet sleuthing
1: yes yep
0: which is like super cool i think there was a comparison to like my favorite murder and gillian flynn
1: and fleabag
0: i don't know what fleabag is
1: oh it's a tv show it's, ah. it's amazing just the driest humor ever i so actually I some dry humor
0: okay well, i I enjoy that. I feel like I have yeah. dry humor. I just don't watch a lot of things with dry humor because yeah just...
1: it's but, more like um, British than American
0: if anybody has Max and you're looking for a new true crime obsession, mm-hmm. um, there is a I think it was probably an investigation discovery show, but it's on uh-huh. Max now. Um, it's called Caught in the Net, and it's how mm. detectives use like, technology to solve crimes yeah first episode is super sad and very heavy like i watched it last night and i oh. i was like they did such a good job with this and i really want to watch more but like for my mental health i had to watch yeah. two episodes of will and grace afterwards
1: That's heavy, but
0: it was so good and i just mm-hmm. highly recommend it for anybody who is looking for some true crime shit to watch <laughs>
1: We've got all the recommendations. Oh my god,
0: I know. I know. Mm
1: -hmm. And you
0: can watch that show until Saltburn is streaming since Jacob Elordi's not naked.